Somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way. Chewy. We're home. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hindsight, a Star Wars series. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me today, John Fick, Captain Amerikansky himself, Seth Zielinski. Today, episode two, we're talking about episode two, Attack of the Clones. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, if you haven't watched it already, go back, uh, check out episode one. We broke down everything uh, about The Phantom Menace, uh, kind of our reactions to it, uh, the cast, the story, how it fits into the greater saga, as well as uh, some of its shortcomings, to say the least. So we're going to now transition to Attack of the Clones here as we're talking about every Star Wars movie in the lead up to Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Mm Mm-hmm. Lots of fun here, just talking about yeah. Star Wars, uh, which is what we do, right? Yeah, well, we, you know, is it, the series is called Hindsight, and it's all about our feelings about the movie, kind of how we feel now in retrospect, as well as how we remember feeling at the time they came out. So it's a really cool, all-encompassing, just, uh, uh, just, uh, just a revisiting and uh, a recollecting of how we feel about these movies that mean so much to us in the lead-up to Rise of Skywalker, the end of it all, so... It's yeah. been great. It has been great. Yeah. Uh, we look forward to doing many more of these episodes. Uh, so uh, if you're tuning in or, or watching, uh, this episode will be available on YouTube and SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, so you can listen and or watch it. Uh, why don't we start with John? Uh, reactions to the film, maybe when when we were growing up and then what you think of now. Can I just clear the air about something that happened on last week's episode? No, here we Is go. this about Darth Vader? Here we go. So last, last <laughs> week, if you didn't watch the episode, you should. I made, I made a declaration. I said something. I got caught up in the moment. We were all kind of vibing, and I, and I, I just reached for something. He was I, wanted to, I wanted to destroy I, this vibe as quickly as I And I, I said can. something, and I need to apologize for it. <laughs> last week, I said that The Phantom Menace is the worst Star Wars movie, and boy, was I wrong. Attack of the Clones is. No, you were right. Oh, was that not the apology? No, you, you were right. Um, no, no, I wasn't no. expecting a Vader apology, but oh. now I am. <laughs> I was expecting. I was entitled to one, in fact. Oh, that's what you're looking for. No, no, no. This is about this movie. Yeah, this is much, much, much worse than Phantom Menace. No way. No chance. I. It is. It is oh, we'll talk about it. We I are, think we're there's talking mi- about it. Oh, is that what we're doing? So, we're so, oh. so Attack of the Clones for the longest time, and maybe still, I'm not going to reveal just yet where it sits in my rankings. Was my favorite of the prequels. Favorite's fine. You, you can have a favorite thing. It's not a good movie. Well, it's, it's not a good movie. We're not in good movie territory. We're not. Good, that's true. We're, that's a good point. We're, we're wading through something else right now. But yeah, it's about favorites and it's, a, it's about preference and it's about uh, feelings. It is. I'm, I'm definitely Trust weighing, your feelings. I'm weighing some objectivity into my, my viewing of these movies going through with them as, again as well. Uh-huh. Um, everything that all the lows that episode one had, episode two had as well, but it didn't Did, have the highs of Darth Maul and Qui-Gon Jinn and it, it, I, t- I take some issues with those that's fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, so we'll, we'll but we'll get to that oh to yeah that. I definitely disagree but I, I thought right. it had all the same lows the absolutely cringy acting the, no chemistry between any of the actors and the plot was pretty boring which I think episode one didn't have against it it was a relatively oh. I mean the first we, the first act was definitely very boring I think it picked up after the fact I think the third act of episode two was just atrociously boring did you say third act? Yes. Okay. Well, the third act. Okay. The climax. No, I just I literally didn't hear you. I'm there's, sorry. There's there there are some points I I could go into there, but do you want to do you have something you want to go no, into? No, I mean, no, go ahead. come on. Okay. Well, all right. Last um, back. I mean, boring is the 
the the fa- the Phantom Menace word of the day. I mean, like I, I don't I don't understand saying Attack of the Clones. Now, Attack of the Clones, I don't hold dear. I think it's bad. Everything. So I'm not going to get too fired up by this, but I do see it a little differently. Um, yeah, Attack of the Clones. I think one of the one of the things that it has going for it over Phantom Menace. I think Phantom Menace is a little more solid and a little more well-made in certain ways. But um, the uh, tedium of Phantom Menace is the reason I place it below Attack of the Clones because Attack of the Clones is messier. Third act, yeah, th- there is a lot more messiness going on, but it is more entertaining. It's it's uh, an easier clip through to watch. It is, uh, yeah, that, that that's Man, kind of the reason that's... that I... That's so odd to hear that. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand thinking. I think it's far more entertaining, more, more boring than Phantom Mass. It's, it's definitely more entertaining. I think it's a very uh, monotonous, just flat tone movie the entire way through. I don't think uh, it's so weird to me. I, I mean, certain aspects definitely, like obviously the love plot and everything. It's but a, it, it's a love story, and it's the worst love story I've ever seen. Well, you don't think I don't think about the love story. But I that's guess. what the movie I, is. Episode two is a love story. It is. That is what you're it is. right. But that's not what it does well. Um, I don't know. No, what it, it does, does well. not. At least what it, what it does better is um, is Obi Wan is the the Jango Fett stuff. Oh yeah. Is um, you know some in in comparing the the villain you know Darth Maul versus the villain of this movie, which is primarily Count Dooku. I feel both are underdeveloped in their own movies, but. I guess I don't know. I could I could understand putting Darth Maul ahead of it. I personally have always been more interested in Count Dooku. I think I'm um, far opposite there, which I guess maybe will sum up our opinions on both. We, of the movies. Yeah, I mean they're both they, they were both kind of done justice outside of their respective movies, so it's that's on equal footing. Yeah, but the the tedium aspect is something I can't get on board with. Fair so uh, my my thought and man, I think I saw this in theaters. I definitely saw it three times. I don't think I saw it four times. I don't recall. But uh, I saw it in IMAX. Man, that's sour ale. That is through me. It's extremely fruity and tart. It's delicious. It's delicious. (laughs) Don't tickle Seth. Uh, It is. Oh, he's he's very jolty. Uh, Attack of the Clones. I, I, uh, I love it. I'm gonna tell you right now. I. It's not. It's not like super high in my rankings. which you can actually read at thegeekiverse.com, but for the sake of this episode, we're going to reveal where it sits on all of our it's rankings. It's an ongoing at the end. kind of yeah, Star I, Wars ranking rivalry. I, I kind of dropped a, a controversial bell. bomb. Someone drops one, John drops one, then Lou says, "No, you guys are wrong. This is the one." And then Nate says, "Yeah," and I say, "No," and then it's it's gonna it's it's fun. That's turning into this. This is turning into brothers quite at the saga, war. Quite That's the saga, what yeah. sparked the idea for this series. I think we were so yeah. we were all talking about the, these lists and the fact that uh, Rise of Skywalker is coming up. We're like. Let's just let's just hash it out. Let's yeah. do it. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about these movies. Um, so real quick, uh, Star Wars Episode Two in theaters. Uh, we talked about Episode One's run. This was pretty good too. Thirty three weeks, uh, two hundred and thirty two days. Uh, Graham, we're going back to uh, two thousand two. This debuted in theaters May sixteenth, two thousand two, and it ended November third. Like wow. it's so funny to think about yeah. nowadays because movies are in, in theaters to. Uh, sorry about that. Two to three months at best. The thermal detonator. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how is it two one hurricanes are anyway so how does that beep so many times is my question (laughs) (laughs) it's a thermal detonator man you never know so that being said uh kelly settinger see i knew i was i figured i was kind of going to get uh bombarded with attack of the clones hate here kelly settinger of the geekiverse loves attack of the clones and he he dropped just a few things that he wanted to say about it um so you want to start with his before we get into kind of our list 
Let's, or, let's do it. Or do you want to circle around? Sending or... Yeah, I think we got we got all of our vibes here. I think Seth yeah. and I are sort of on the same page. I'm a little harsher against it than you are. Sure. I feel like Josiah loves it. Like sure. you guys are in like, yeah, yeah. Same ballpark. Same... I'm just more extreme in the first. Two I don't know. Least. Like different. I'm getting still a little Perhaps. bit different vibes. We'll, yeah, we'll hash yeah. it out here. All right. But uh, Kelly, uh, so he said the Obi Wan as detective stuff is really solid. Uh, oh, I, like I did. It. I did not read this. Uh, so the love story. <laughs> I thought I did. The love story works better than most give it credit for because Anakin's initial awkwardness gives way as the. No, I can't. Like, I know no. he's here to defend himself, but I need. So better than most give it credit for because Anakin's initial awkwardness gives way as their experiences draw them together, and as Padme realizes how damaged he is. His line, I'd be much too frightened to tease a senator, is terrific, he says. Uh, the Geonosis battles are electrifying. So Kelly's all a little bit all over the place here. Yeah. I want to speak um, to a specific point before you go on. Yep, go ahead. The the awkwardness in the love story is not warranted. It comes out of it comes out of nowhere, and he ne- he he Anakin is never that character again. It's it's the opening scene. He is abrasively awkward, and that's never seen again. Young Anakin never shaded that. We never had any any inkling that this was what that guy was going to be and it comes out of nowhere and it's just very dis- dis- uh, not it's not genuine mm. disingenuine is the word I tried to say if uh, if they made a sequel to Jingle All the Way do you think Hayden Christensen would play it? <gasps> I, I have a Jingle All the Way bit we'll get to it <laughs> so, oh good I'm so happy uh, Kelly also said I really think the bum rap comes down to two things the quote unquote I don't like sand line and the fireplace scene in the former case Lucas missed it on a chance to deflect it later on he could have had Padme after they all escaped the execution arena say of her scratches I agree with you Anakin I don't like sand either I don't, I don't mind that point I mean that, that isn't that's great that, but it didn't happen <laughs> Yeah, and the sand thing isn't a reason people a lot, think no, the movie's bad. A it's lot just, of people... No, it's a point. It's a, it's a good point. Anytime it, someone who like notably hates Attack of the Clones, usually not really a Star Wars fan, so really hates it, uh, will always bring that line up. Of course, but that's a All meme the time. to I point mean, to it's the a, way you overall feel about yeah, the movie. But yeah, that's the thing. I don't... Well, I, I don't know. Is it like for me? People, it is for a lot of people. They will like people who, in my opinion, you know, if they don't like a movie and there's kind of memes about it, and they kind of just point to this one thing and say, "Oh, this one line. That's why like the movie is bad," which is kind of a shallow way to look at things. And not that that's the way you're doing, but I feel like a lot of people might be looking at it like that, which I don't feel is legit. But for you, it represents something different, and that I understand. Yeah, I yeah. mean that line just sums up the the relationship and the chemistry that those two characters had. To me. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I just I just viewed it as like a meme. Kind of which it is joke. but there's, is, but there's like, a reason it's not, it's there's a reason good. it's a meme okay so Kelly has another point here and the the fireplace scene should have ended with Padme rejecting Anakin only for there to be another attempt on her life which would give Anakin justification to take her away from Naboo to Tatooine but so much of the movie works so well I don't um, get the hate for it last thing uh, he says oh and the visual callbacks to the searchers during the scenes where Anakin is searching for Shmi Kelly, two of your biggest points were things that didn't happen. How is this a good movie? How do you like this movie? Well, uh, that well, those were his points saying like 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 th- this is where like some of the criticism is justified. I think is what he was saying. But um, I took that as here are two things that could have been great but weren't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I uh, yeah. I mean, Searchers references like even in the pr- like Star Wars movies o- o- always have great references to to classic cinema and literature. <laughs> And uh, and the prequels do as well. Um, you know that's something that I appreciate uh, George Lucas uh, doing. But yeah, I mean, I, d- I definitely you know most of the movie works well. The love story. I mean, I feel like the love story is always kind of stilted and awkward through the whole thing. And um, 
He Anakin. is creepy, no doubt about it, especially in the, the earlier portions of the movie. Yeah. Like, extra creepy. Yeah. See, yeah. And but is that his fault or the script's fault or well, George Lucas' fault? Is, no, this is like what we were talking about last episode about, about, you know, when people say, oh, the Jedi Council was like cold and flat and uninteresting. And some people say, well, they're supposed to be like that because they're supposed to be out of touch. They're not. It's part of the, one of the flaws. I'm like, but is that actually in the material or are you just kind of inferring that based on kind of your your perspective on the movie and i feel like looking at the love story that way is kind of is kind of that um and like in terms of anakin kind of his brokenness coming to the forefront later in the movie i don't feel like that strengthens a love story i do feel like it starts to strengthen it makes his character more interesting agreed because um that stuff just comes across as you know through through the acting and the the uh, better than the romance stuff but also um that's just that's just what's fascinating about Anakin is kind of that that darkness. Uh, I wasn't. Cut, I wasn't no, you're good. Your connection. Okay. You're good. But yeah, I so I feel like that's good, but for not for. Yeah. I wouldn't say that the love story really improves. Yeah, that's tough for me to to, to swallow. Um, I came out of the gate hot. There was a lot I didn't like. Most I didn't like. There's good stuff in the movie. So certainly so. There's good stuff in the certainly movie. Certainly so. I, I still watched it, and I'm like, I could be doing something worse. It's sloppy Star Wars, but Star Wars. So. Star Wars. Uh, who do we want to start with? You want to start with I? So last episode uh, we went off an article that I had written a few years back on seven things why the Phantom Menace isn't as bad as you may think. Kind of yeah. you know what yeah. I liked about the you movie. Have similar points. Here. Um, I kinda this was kind of more on a whim, but I just jotted them down. All right, let's let's you, do it. You want to start yeah, we, there? And yeah. I, I kind of oh, this is just yeah. I'm, okay. I don't have any structure. Just kind of notes. This just to remind me of things to to, to rag on basically. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, first point, uh, the assassination attempt early sets kind of a dark, intense tone. It does. Mm. Why was it not Jango Fett? Why did Jango Fett, the bounty hunter, hire a different bounty hunter? That, that, not, that never works for me. I don't know. It never I mean, there's me. a lot of particulars about that story that, like, are, like why was it done this way? It, this doesn't quite make sense. It seems needlessly it, complicated. The handoff for, to just to, for, the, for him to hire another assassin, another bounty hunter, just didn't, just didn't feel like it made any sense to me. Because he was there. Because I was just thinking, oh, because they didn't want him to leave uh, Camino, but yeah, but he, was he, he did. He was but he what? Yeah. He did leave. Um, no. Weird. I never thought about that. Um, I don't know. That didn't bother me. Sticks out to me like a sore thumb every time I watch it. <laughs> yeah, but that's me. Uh, but I, I know there was you. a. I know there was a lot of stuff that um, that was kind of supposed to be both in this movie and in, in the prequels. A lot of kind of plots that were kind of cut short, um, like the um, like the whole. Uh, oh, what's the. Uh, the per- the person who ordered the clone army was there. Sifo-Dyas. Sifo-Dyas. There was supposed to be like Sifo-Dyas was actually supposed to appear at one point. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if we knew anything about? Him? Yeah, and like um, episode three definitely was meant to do that, and I I know Lucas uh, like had these plans, so I don't know really what happened. Yeah, uh, and like I, I know that episode three had uh, there was supposed to be this whole sea battle scene in the beginning that didn't end up coming to fruition. But I wonder if that's a similar case with Zam Wessel. Isn't that the name of the assassin? Right? Yes. I wonder if that was supposed to be something different. Just but I do agree. I, I do like the way that I do like the tone that that sat for the movie. It was dark. It was it, it was cool. I like that. But I, that was the one thing that stood out for me as like, wow, you have this cool character. He's the the father, or not the father, but the clone of, you know, yeah. you know, especially cool. coming after Phantom Menace, which was you know I would say boring and Kitty more so you know a lot of it coming out of the gate with something that's it seems a little darker in tone and you're kicking it off with some action right away. Just just that in itself, I feel like. Probably started on on a better foot uh, for a lot of people. So I thought um, I'm I'm not at all comparing this to the the quality of of Empire Strikes Back. However, the tone you kind of feel like throughout Empire, where it's 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 kind of 
uh, it's, dark it, it's dark. Foreboding. It's, yeah, that's a good a good word for it. I felt like there was a little element of that in Attack of the Clones, and it was kind of helped with that point. Now, it doesn't remain dark throughout, as there are kind of lulls, and, and uh, it can be all over the place at times, but mm. I feel like for the most part, it, it, was, it was that way. So uh, point number two is the Coruscant speeder chase. I enjoy that. I know people, especially uh, looking at the CG of it, are not going to like it if you didn't like it at all. Is that but right after the assassination? Is that when like when Obi Wan jumps through the window yeah. after oh they God. they? Uh, that might be my favorite part of the movie. I uh, yeah. I love the kind of the imagery there on Coruscant. I love uh, some of the banter between Anakin and Obi Wan. Like we we see what their relationship looks like because we didn't really know at that point. I think that's the most development we get with that with that relationship in the entire prequel trilogy. Mm. It's the most father son like that they appear which is kind of funny because it you know in episode three they shift more towards brothers yeah uh, but uh, i really like that chase ballsy I, move for obi-wan to just jump out of the window assuming he's gonna catch on that drone because that's like thousands of stories <laughs> <laughs> and jedi can't fly i think in terms of um speeder chases i feel like solo the opening of solo did a better um very, very that, different I mean, yeah, they, I, I don't they, agree. I mean, never caught, yeah, it, it's not quite this. It's not really a fair. I think this was kind of meant to to show off the CG and the the colorful nightlife of this is when and establish Anakin a little bit because we haven't seen him as a, a Jedi or in action yet. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. You know? So at that point, we've only seen him as a young boy and then creeping on Padme. And I we watched it yesterday him. in uh, on Disney Plus in 4K, and it actually kind of does hold up. I don't think the CG is that offensive at all. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And I, I'm usually one of the, the bigger defenders of it. But hey, I'll take it. Uh, point number three. I think you guys will agree with this. Um, specifically, Kenobi versus Django in, in the rain on Kamino. Very cool. I like it. I really like it. I thought that whole sequence was wonderful. Yeah. I also like Django Fett more than Boba Fett. People kind of uh, yeah, hate I, on me for that. A, I, I could see that. I, I could see that. I can't see it the other way. <laughs> that's, what, that's my <laughs> argument. What is, what is Boba? I'm sorry. That's yeah, my argument. We'll get into Boba Fett. I mean... On yeah. these Mandalorians these days, oh my gosh! Well, I mean, plus I think that um, that plus. the, the, the uh, uh, Netflix the uh, uh, the <laughs> Boba's origin and Attack of the Clones made him. It took some of the. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> it's twenty percent. What uh, the. Uh, the origin of Boba Fett and Attack of the Clones, um, I think, took away some of his uh, cool factor as well because it took away some of the mystique. Um, and uh, it, Django is is kind of still has you know, Tamira Morrison's good stuff, and he's able to uh, he's able to kind of carry something of a an enigmatic thing with that with that character, even though you see his face and everything. So, and his name is Django, which is just a wonderful. That's even before Django Unchained, a reference yeah. to the old uh, Franco Nero westerns. <laughs> Uh, that's, uh, yeah, I could, I've never really thought about it, I guess, but there's, uh, there's, there's strength to that argument. I loved, um, tomorrow's whole presence throughout. I also yeah. like, I mean, think about what he established here. Like he established really the voice for the clones and, uh, the clone wars animated series and a lot of, of, uh, content that came after that, uh, tomorrow Morrison voiced Django in the video game bounty hunter. Which is really yeah, cool to me. Really good, yeah. Um, I just got that uh, from Limited Run Games, the PS4 version oh, yes. of that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Which is really cool. Um, he he did voice work in something else. Uh, it might have been one of the original Battlefront games. I, I don't I don't know if this is accurate. Uh, so I might be wrong, but Battlefront Two, I I thought he he did the voice work for the clones in that game. Um, so anyway, he kind of like established a, a lot here with just this one appearance. But I loved his, getting back to this point here, that whole sequence on Camino. 
I the music that plays with it instantly comes into my head mm-hmm. that kind of upbeat intense heavy driving beat that John Williams produced uh, this all leads into my second point which is Kenobi and uh, versus Django part two uh, so the space mm-hmm. battle yeah, I love oh, that battle. Oh yeah, that's also a highlight with those seismic charges. Do you remember yeah. like sitting in the theater for yes, that? Yes, like, I do. I remember being almost like, like bracing myself <laughs> for the next one because it was loud. Yeah, it was. That was uh, yeah. It, it, seeing that in the theater, you had a whole crowd full of people with that same kind of feeling that ah, uh, and, uh, and it, was, it got um, very quiet and yeah. then very loud. It was yeah. That's a highlight. Yeah, I I love that whole space battle. I love seeing the uh, the slave one in action. Which we really didn't. In, well, yeah. I mean, we saw it fly around in Empire. Yeah, I get. You know, I think it's a cool ship. The, I think the ongoing rivalry with Django in this movie is is uh, a lot stronger than the ongoing rivalry with Darth Maul in Phantom Menace. So I think. Uh, between him and Obi Wan, you're saying? Or, or I, mean, I guess it would be Qui-Gon. between Qui Gon and, and Darth Maul because uh, he's yeah. the one who has multiple fights uh, with it, him. It is better developed, I think. In I this understand movie. what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Maul's there's a more of a there's more of a firm plot tied to it is because because oh, Obi Wan is chasing this lead and Django's involved, whereas it, it's just more uh, vague and Phantom Menace. What about when uh, when Django faces uh, Mace Windu there at the end? What did you guys think of that sequence? Um, I remember at the time, uh, people I I remember. Um, people perceiving Django to be like a second chance on the things that they didn't like as much about Boba Fett, including how he died. Because at the time that was, well, I mean, this was after EU and everything where Boba Fett was allegedly still alive. But uh, yeah, it it was, um, I remember people in the theater thinking it was uh, really cool having such like a kind of bombastic and theatrical death being just, you know, beheaded by uh, Mace Windu. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, pretty cool. I mean, I don't know. I I, I feel like th- I feel like he could have gone on a bit longer, but I don't know. What do you guys think? I uh, I, I really liked it. I also like uh, kind of the explanation because at first you're like, why didn't he fly away? Because his jetpack got damaged there when he got trampled by uh, I don't remember the name of the creature there in the execution arena. Yeah. But um, that I mean, there really wasn't a huge emotional impact for us for Boba Fett because we don't see Boba Fett again uh, in these these prequel movies. Right, yeah. Uh, John, what did you think? It was okay. Yeah. Didn't stand out to me. I didn't really like that. I didn't like the third act of this movie very much at all. So that final battle, it just kind of, yeah. doesn't do it for me. CG really doesn't hold up. Uh, I didn't think that any of the choreography was necessarily great. I, mean, I Yeah, I agree. No, it just kind of was a little, a little sour to me. So that kind of leads into another point. Uh, the execution arena sequence uh, that sets the groundwork for the Clone Wars, kind of how Django set the groundwork for um, the clones and all of the different content we've gotten throughout the years. I thought um, this did a nice job establishing that for the Clone Wars series. Uh, I love pretty much everything from the moment the, the executions are about to begin. Even just a little bit of banter again between Obi-Wan just kind of being sarcastic when he tells Anakin, good job, and uh-huh. Padme seems to be on top of things. It works out to me because it's Ewan McGregor. Um, it, it, you know, they could have delivered that wrong. But overall, I also love seeing all the lightsabers in action. I That was a revelation. Like, you never had seen more than two or three lightsabers in a movie, and yeah. now you've got all yeah. of these. I think it could have been, could have and should have been so much cooler. But I, I do get the the moment behind it. Yeah. I, I just, for me, that's that's one of the least impactful lightsaber battles because it's all, you know, we've talked about, like, my favorite lightsaber battles are the are the ones with a real heavy emotional gravity, like uh, Luke and Vader in, in Return of the Jedi. But, yeah, this one has, like, the least em- emotional gravity. It doesn't have, like, necessarily the choreography of the the 
Phantom Menace battle either. So it was. Yeah, but it's, was it's, there a single moment throughout that entire sequence we saw two Jedi work together? Um, it was all just one on one. Like there's one where the, Mace Windu and Obi Wan are back to back, but barely. Yeah, barely. There you go. It's a quick they, shot. They it's just happened just to be kinda, there at the same time. Yeah, it's it's all just. I don't know. Yeah, I would have loved uh, a nice little force or maybe different like styles like of lightsaber for the diff- you know. There's different you know styles of you know. There's different life forms, different kind of alien alien Jedi and everything. I feel like some 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 of them could have had not the standard lightsaber. Maybe a dual you know other. It could be all kinds yeah. of you know and, variations oh, of lightsabers out. Lucas there. didn't get crazy with it, with that stuff in the prequels, but I think that even just like a fighting style, you know, just do some different stuff. Yeah, yeah. Team up a little bit. Give me something, and it didn't. Didn't yeah. deliver to, for me, at least. How about yeah. Mace Windu's purple lightsaber? Oh, I mean, I'm talking like form fact. I know, oh, but yeah, I'm, yeah, d- I'm just saying, what did you guys think of that? Oh, oh well, um, that was cool. I well, yeah, it. was that not in Phantom Menace? No. Well, it wasn't probably in the merchandise, though, right? I don't think so. No, it was a so for I, have a, yeah. I have a oh. Mace Windu episode one lightsaber, which okay. didn't, I mean, he had like one on his hilt, but it didn't exist in the movie, really. Uh-huh. Um, and it's uh, it's blue. So they did not make it, an, well, and then. the hilt is different in one than it is in two, where it's got like it, it's Sam Jackson all over it, right? Like it's mm. it's flashy, <laughs> it's loud, it's it's really it looks great, honestly. Okay. Um, and but anyway, the the purple blade was a, a Sam Jackson thing. Like yeah. he, he, he I, begged I, yeah. Lucas to, to have that. that. I just that, thought it was for Phantom Menace. That yeah. kind of ruins that for me, which is I know I'm really salty on a lot of this stuff, but I wish like the colors meant something. I wish there was more lore behind that. There, like, there I, actually is. Uh, I, know, I know there is. Built, I don't want to do this. It's really built no, lore. If you it, dig yeah. for it, it's there. But I wish like we got a little of that in these films. You know, like we see in, in this scene, we see mm-hmm. so many different lightsabers, and like they're you know, especially someone like Sam Jackson, that purple stands out so much. I wish we got something about that. Obviously, not in the middle of that scene. But yeah. I, I wish we I wish we got a little bit, and that's a nitpick for sure. For what it's worth, uh, I know you got to read outside of the the movies to see it. But like there was this this thing that George Lucas explained that led into one of the, there was like a Mace Windu novel, and it was that this purple lightsaber was representing a lightsaber form that was like dangerously close to like being a dark side form, mm-hmm. and that it was purple in that respect. Yeah, uh, which I, I, yeah. I don't feel like that reflects in his character necessarily, but. Agreed. Yeah, um, that's cool. So moving on, the I I know you guys don't like it. I love the lightsaber duel or the lightsaber battle between um, Kenobi and Anakin and the different phases of it and Dooku and then Yoda coming in. This so I was a big fan of it. This lightsaber battle, um, I feel, is like it, it it works really well for trailers because if if you catch like a quick flash of it, there's just like one little thing where you, like where you see. Um, Anakin like with the both sabers kind of spinning around and that but for uh, like drawn out for the whole scene it's it's kind of uh, monotonous I think so yeah. I feel like it has good little moments well, it doesn't have the two lightsabers very long well that's what I'm saying like yeah. I'm saying in oh, quick clips it's entertaining but drawn out it doesn't really hold up yeah if yeah. somebody caught a trailer for this fight you could make it look cool but yeah. as it plays it really because I remember those individual moments being in the yeah and like you know when they're waving their lightsabers around with Anakin and, oh, it's so uh, and bad. when it's like dark, you can't, you watch one second of that. I'm like, oh, what's, yeah, you what's see, the you see one. But then you, you oh. watch the movie. I'm like, oh, they're just doing that just for ten seconds, and, and it's just waving no, it around. No there's no reason <laughs> for any of that. Yeah, so, so I think Dooku is my least favorite uh, lightsaber fighter in ever. <laughs> they did fight? have a reason for that, by the way, and it because was because he was old. Of, yes, because of Christopher <laughs> Lee's age. Uh, so, so he was not able to do, and you can very well tell his stunt double. Yeah, <laughs> in a lot of it. Um, yeah. I mean, he was what? There is there 80? was a lot. Oh man! Yeah, but they cast him. I don't think it's fair to say that they they had a reason for that, and the reason was he was old. Like, cast somebody younger who can do it. 
And uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, Count Dooku. There's a lot of, about Count Dooku. I I like kind of the what we get of his character, even though you know that's another character that in supplemental material has done better justice. But I. I like just kind of some of the presence that he brings. I love Christopher Lee and um, the curved hilt lightsaber is maybe my favorite like spin-off lightsaber. Maybe I not I guess of the prequels. Maybe not counting like Kylo Ren, but um, I just the curved hilt is just that has such an like an air of kind of sophistication and kind of old world. Um, uh, and he's fight, a fancy fighting. sword fighter. Yeah, I just uh, I I love I love the curved hilt. That I is a great one. one. Coolest lightsabers. So, I did uh, have that lightsaber growing up as yeah. well. Um, but I don't really like the Yoda thing. I did. I do too. And I, I, I that redeemed it a little bit for me. Our theater went insane for it. Ours did too. And in the moment, that is really fun to watch. But sure. in retrospect, I don't feel like it really adds anything to his character. I love it because like, you kind of finally see why Yoda's like this badass, right? I can, I can see the but, other the other angle where but he's he, all about the mind. Yeah, yes, the he's force over. He's kind force. of ab- he's true, seen, but he's gonna fight when he has to he's fight. Just is above, my thing above? Uh, and it just seems like he's above that to me. He's just in another level of of being able to kind of defend himself and use the force. But I don't know. I I, I don't know how is in your perception how is that scene aged? Do most people like it or not like it? Or it's not bad. I mean, you mean age in terms like, of like, interpretation? Like general, like general perception. Like I, I think like, I think most people would side with you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay, I I, I think it was cool. I mean, I I, I still love it. Yeah, yeah, I mean that was a moment in the th- the theater went nuts. I'll give you yeah. that. But I buy where Josiah comes from. Where like, okay, this is how this is how good Yoda is. Like he is the master. I, I see both sides of it, but I kind of lean towards that side where it's like, all right, he's the, he's the best of the best. He's um for a long time he's kind of been like my favorite light side character. Um, I just Yoda. I don't know what it is uh, since even seeing him in um. Like when he debuted an empire from that point on, I just always loved him. So for me, I was like, oh my gosh, we're finally kind of seeing this. Empire Yoda is my, that's my favorite Yoda. The kind of like a little bit messed up and alone for decades Yoda. That's <laughs> a little, little senile. That's my favorite Yoda. Yeah. We'll get to that. Like, <laughs> get to that in a few episodes, folks. Yeah. Or we could just talk about Pete. <laughs> I thought we were. Oh man. <laughs> so uh, my last point here um, is the, it, it, again, it's such an easy one. But uh, with John Williams' score, I actually love uh, the theme he put together for the love theme. Across the mm. galaxy? Across the stars? What is the, the love theme? Is, um, I, don't, I don't actually know what it's called. It's either across the galaxy or across the stars. It's not across the universe. That's the Beatles. But um, I agree. I, I, that it's a, another one of those wonderful prequel themes. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, I uh, I'm a big fan of it. I I John Williams in general we know is great from so many different things, but in just about any movie and even in a lot of video games, music is one thing I really uh, feed off of and pay attention. And what are they trying to tell us with this? Are they trying to set this kind of tone? Did they play that little bit of that song when they were earlier in the movie? Um, it, it really tells a story if you pay attention to it. Um, and this one obviously the love story kind of falls flat, but Williams did his part. Yes. That's my that's my point with all of it. <laughs> well put. Yeah, <laughs> he did he did what he had to I do. I wish the love story lived up to that theme. If only yeah. it did, it would have been beautiful. So, <laughs> yeah. um, that's really all I had uh, for for kind of my list of going through stuff. John, do you want to kind of go through just some of your your notes here? Sure. Uh, title: This wasn't a good movie. Um, <laughs> first scene: Bad chemistry, really forced love. Anakin is really creepy, like really really creepy. The line where she's like, "You've grown. You have two more beautiful." For a senator, like, it was just so <laughs> fucking bad. Like, way to excuse it. That's like we've we've seen movies where somebody is dumbfounded in love and it's awkward. That wasn't that. Mm-hmm. That was he was creepy, very creepy. Um, 
Jedi aren't supposed to be in love. Why? That doesn't doesn't fit anything. Any of the other Jedi lore, they just tell us that in this movie. Doesn't I think really it, I think up. if you're equating, it, it makes enough kind of a sense from a cultural mindset that they're if they're basically supposed to be like monks or you know priests right. like celibate. It's it makes sense. I think I think it makes enough sense just kind of assuming that. For me, anyway. I, I, I agree with it. I didn't like it. Um, I was a monk for years, though, so I can't really... Uh, fair enough. I'm kind of, kind of a bias. Yeah, I don't have that experience to, to draw from. Um, I think Anakin's flips the dark side's a little abrupt. Obviously, he didn't fully flip yet, but we know where it's going. And I think the roots of that, besides his mother, I think that's pretty, pretty well-founded. But the whole... This is Obi Wan's fault. He's jealous of me. Like what? That there's, that, that comes out. That of come from? I mean, the the unleashing and rage at the at the Tuscan Raiders. I I feel like that works well. Sure. Oh but, yeah, but, yeah, we yeah, the against Obi Wan thing but is the, abrupt. Yeah, came out of nowhere, and I think that's supposed to be like a, another huge another huge piece of ammo for him to turn to the dark side, and mm. just doesn't work for me. Uh, I love that uh, Tuscan Raider sequence. Yeah, me too. I even like I like it a lot. I think it, it, and like looking back on how he like talk, tell, tells the talks to Padme about it, say, he's saying like he slaughtered them like animals. It's like he's beginning to get a mindset of like somebody who could sympathize with the emperor and like think of certain kinds of people as like below him. And it's kind of like getting that kind of dictatorship mentality a little bit. And and he, he even mentions that earlier. It's a you know not as well, but like in you know when he's talking about that. People should be made to believe a certain thing, and, the, and Padme says that's a dictatorship and everything. It's um, again, that's a, like an interesting idea that wasn't pulled off yeah. quite as well. But so, um, some of it works. I mean, that's specifically the they lays the groundwork on him slaughtering the the younglings yeah. to an extent as well, right? He had sure. no He's almost already. no oh, problem yeah, yeah. with yeah. with you know just killing this entire village of Tuscan Raiders, regardless of of who they were, the women, mm-hmm. the children. Yeah, yeah. so right, it, it yeah. you know there's a little bit there. Yep. Some of that worked for me. That part definitely did. Um, Oh yeah, this uh, people people who have seen this movie and have the nerve to call Kylo Ren an angsty, emotional teen should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> An- Anakin in this movie is like that goes back to him just flipping on Obi Wan for no reason, just getting like ridiculously irrationally emotional when it doesn't it, when it's not really necessary. I just having a well well written character and uh, and a, th- having an acting performance coming from Adam Driver make a bi- make a big difference with uh, yeah this building is building up your angsty teen this yeah. is no. kind of what they wanted probably for Anakin right yeah that's sure. like thing, Kylo yeah. Ren is what we're, Ren, we got that's no. that's what I see it as like Kylo Ren is kind of like what Anakin could have been he plays it a, a lot better and, um, and there's probably a lot better direction to it Adam Driver is wonderful sure yeah. and, and I think what maybe works about that better is that we saw badass Kylo Ren first. We saw mm. the first scene of Episode Seven. Kylo Ren is menacing. The first mm. like quarter of that movie, mm. Kylo Ren is menacing. Mm-hmm. We don't see those flaws until later, and that kind of just delayers him. Mm. Whereas this is like Anakin's on that trajectory, and he just gets more intolerable as as he gets. And even with him not taking off his mask on until really the towards the end of the movie with the, the Ray interrogation scene. Yeah, right. I was so halfway like, through. But. Uh, so you don't really. I mean that that's a big reveal because yeah. at that point we didn't know if we were ever going to see Kylo Ren's face for sure. So, didn't even know if he was human or not. Right, know what was going on? Right. So that was fun. Uh, that wasn't fun, I should say. Um, <laughs> I, I did like overall the whole Tatooine thing in general. I liked him going back. I liked him visiting his mother and getting revenge. I like the of- imagery of. Him riding the. Um, I don't know if it's a speeder bike or is, yeah. a su- or is it a swoop bike? I couldn't. The tell swoop you. bikes have those those humps, but uh, yeah, I mean that's drawing straight out of. Um, uh, I don't know if it's specific, just general kind of like like easy rider or like you know riding the motorcycle down down the desert you know this kid running away from home or whatever it is it's kind of it's drawing on that kind of cultural sure. uh, imagery. I thought it was a nice tie in to 
I mean, what do you guys think? I, I thought it was nice how they tied the Lars family in. Oh, I have that like, written here. That's oh, yeah. I, was gonna say. I love seeing Owen and, and Rue. I thought that was really cool. Totally. And yeah. uh, you get to actually see that, okay, that's that's Anakin's stepbrother. Like that, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. get a little bit of that family. Uh, we didn't get any of that in the in the original trilogy. We just knew that. Oh, that's Luke's uncle. That's all we need to know, I guess. Yeah. Right. So this was this was some cool backstory. Um, Obi-Wan and Kamino was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. Genosis is weird. The conveyor belt scene is, I think... Oh, not good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you seen behind the scenes on that? talked about that. Is it... Uh, he, I don't he, know. he thought of... He, he came up with that on the drive to the set? Is that so, what you're going so with? So Natal- yeah. Natalie Portman, specifically, um, like, they gave her, I don't know, like, a probably less than 10-foot-long conveyor belt, like an actual one, and it's up against... Green screen, oh, and she literally was making it up as she went. It's, <laughs> it's which you can tell, especially. So but now bad. that you know that, watch it again, it does, and you'll be like, "Oh my gosh!" It's, there's nothing fun about it. it. It is. It see. It seems like a sequence that's made to be a video game level. Yeah. Um. Which is oh, you know ironic. And it's a perfect video game level because there wasn't. Uh, there wasn't. Oh well. I mean, like there was Lego Star Wars, and there was like a Game Boy Advance uh, Attack of the Clones game, but there wasn't like a proper like you know big. They didn't have a tie-in like that's, the Phantom that's when Menace. the tie-in started to die off. Or Revenge of the Sith. Um, Isn't it weird that they skipped Attack of the Clones but did one and three? It is weird, yeah. I mean, And then episode three, the game came out a month before the movie. Yeah, oh. Again, yeah. that we and talked that about. Good. I really like that game, but we'll talk yeah, about that. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I have it. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's, all, <laughs> that's all I really have. I just summed it up with the third act was very boring. That's where I'm at with it. So it's just... It's kind of bad because you feel like the climax is is one place and then it goes to another thing and it's it's kind of has, it's just weirdly paced. Yeah, I feel like the movie. So if you were to look at just like a chart of this movie and its climax, I feel like it starts here, has a small spike, and it just maintains the entire time mm. and just maintains. And maybe at the end, oh, it I feel it's so different. Bit. I yeah. feel like there's ebbs and flows with it. Like the high yeah. points for me are and exciting, and there's downtime yeah. with the love story. And I can objectively point at them, but I just don't feel that when I watch the movie. It's just very. I'm just That's fair. I'm in the same headspace the whole time, and I'm like. One's an extra. Yeah, I'm a bit more I, with just eye on that, but no, no, just that's where I'm at. All right, all right. So, a little break ski. Yeah, uh, for this episode, or do you want to wrap this episode up? Oh, do we want to wrap it up? I don't know. What else do we got to talk I about? I think we're. I think we're there. I think. I oh, think okay. we're there too. I think we're there. All right then. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we we want to know what you think uh, about Attack of the Clones. Uh, it's it's going to rank uh, low on a, a lot of lists here, and we'll reveal kind of our rankings here in just a second. But uh, let us know uh, whether it's in the comments at youtube.com slash thegeekiverse or at facebook.com slash thegeekiverse. We'd love to get into a conversation. There are currently, as of recording this, three uh, Geekiverse members who have ranked these movies and put them on the website. So myself, Kelly, who we mentioned earlier, and then Lou Matuza, who's the host of uh, Drafting with Drafts, our, our new show uh, in conjunction with Community Beer Works. So... Fellas, um, I'm going to put up some graphics or give you some graphics for this, Seth, by the sure, way. Uh, sure. But what, um, where does this rank on your list? John, you may have to alter yours, right? <laughs> Last. Whoa. There's the gif. Whoa. Uh, okay, so we've got John uh, at... 10 and it bumps fan or 11. Yeah, Ten? yeah. Phantom Menace was 10. Sorry. It last, was. I, that's what I, when we opened the show, I said I got caught up and you guys you guys got me on your side and you, you got me caught up in, in the, the hate for that movie, which is still very <laughs> well valid, but Wait I forgot. A minute. Whoa, we coursed whoa. you into it. Like, okay. Like we, yeah, you like brought we it out in me. Of course. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm not saying you were on the same page as me. I'm saying that your points made me hate it even more. <laughs> in spite of your love of Jake Lloyd and Jingle All the Way, we forced you to hate this bad movie. Yeah. No. <laughs> not what I'm saying, but yeah. <laughs> just rewatching. It's just again. I'll, I'll say it again. The lows were just as low, and I didn't have the highs personally. It just felt very boring, very drawn out, and yeah, that's where. And again, that's just my summary of the movie. There's a lot that I liked in it. Same with Episode One. Mm. There's a lot of Star Wars in there. 
Well, it's not like I'm gonna never watch this movie again. I, I bought it. I own it. I'm gonna, and I got Disney Plus now. It's in 4K. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it again. <laughs> uh, I, Seth, let, let's have yeah. you go next. Uh, oh. Yes. So I had uh, last time Phantom Menace was a 10, and 10 it stays because this is number nine. I think that Attack of the Clones is a messier movie than the Phantom Menace. Whoa. Um, it starts to overuse the CGI, you know, which you is are gonna love Phantom, where I put Phantom Menace had had more sets, had more, you know, practical costumes, and Attack of the Clones starts to go off the deep end with the CG and everything. But it's more interesting to watch. It's more fun. It feels like more of an adventure. Uh, I feel like some of the uh, some of the stuff going on with the antagonists, with Dooku and Django, are stronger than what Phantom Menace had going on. Uh, it's not great. It is, in fact, bad, but it's, uh, I think, a step Debatable. up from Phantom Menace. Yeah. What, what you got to say there? So my list, uh, Phantom Menace, remains in the 10 slot. No movement there. Mm-hmm. Um, for the longest time, this was my favorite of the prequels, but recently that has changed. So my Star Wars rankings do change, by the way, as time goes on. Slightly. Not yeah. like anything drastic. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, and as other movies come out, it kind of changes my perceptions of those, uh, which is a little odd. But, for example, like... I always loved A New Hope, but Rogue One took it to a new yeah, level. It for enhances me. that movie. Like it makes sure. A New Hope even better for me. There's people who feel the opposite. Which you know. sure that I mean that's one example. Anyway, Attack of the Clones. Uh, I have it at seven. Seven. You're gonna have to watch the next few episodes at least to find out. Look at this. There's like so much residue. It's there's amazing. like pulpy residue. Like this is a serious. It's like somebody like farmed this. I really thought he was gonna spill that. There are literal <laughs> tons of fruit. There's like what's this? no. It stains. It's gonna be red. Okay. So yeah, uh, number seven is where I have it. Um, number seven. Uh huh. Wow. Okay. Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. I know someone else at the Geekiverse who has it higher. What's that person's name? I I can't tell you. Cut the feed. <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> So uh, we'd love to know your Star Wars ranking. Again, leave it at Facebook.com slash The Geekiverse or YouTube.com slash The Geekiverse. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Hindsight, a Star Wars series. We've got at least eight more of these. That's right. Eight more of these. So if you enjoyed this, you can listen to it on iTunes and SoundCloud, or you can go and watch us on YouTube. He's Cap Americanski on Twitter. He's Disruptoid. I'm Josiah DeLaroy. Again, thank you for watching and listening. We'll catch you for Revenge of the Sith.